Psalm 81, yeah. It says verse 13, it says, If my people would but listen to me, if my people would but listen to me, yeah, I'd like people to find it if they could. Um, what page? What page number? If Israel would follow my ways, how quickly I would subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those that hate the Lord would cringe before Him and their punishment would last forever. But you would be fed with the finest of wheat with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. Man, that finest of wheat sounds good. It makes me even feel hungry just listening about it. And honey from the rock I would satisfy you. So that's an Old Testament passage. Let's go over to the New Testament. John 10.10 10. It says the thief says the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. That was Jesus saying that. He said, I have come. He didn't even say, he didn't even say I've come to die on a cross in this particular passage. So got it. You want to desit desit. Got some work to do it, Danny. Uh, okay, yeah. You know, I would say... You know, Jesus, we always think Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins. And he did. And it was an amazingly important thing that he did. But some religions, even having hanging on a cross, still hanging on a cross. Oftentimes you see little crosses that hang around people's necks. They have a they have a Jesus they have a Jesus on that cross now that's nothing that's okay Jesus hung on the cross but he still isn't hanging on the cross and there was a reason he hung on the cross because he paid a price he, paid, he took what we deserved 
And we got his reward. And it came that we might have life and have it to the full. Have it in abundance. If you remember the verse I read first from the Old Testament, it talked about the finest wheat. It talked about honey from the rock. And then over here we go, Jesus said, I have come. That we might have, you have, might have life in all its fullness. Now I want to say to you, the good news is that life doesn't have to be so tough. Yes, it might be tough for the moment. But there is a promised land that I believe we can arrive in this lifetime. Not one, not when we, not necessarily when we die and go to heaven. And but if you remember, the very first part of the psalm talked about listening to God. And I just want to say when we're, we're when our worship lead team and leaders in worship. And I, I, we're going to preach a bit more afterwards. Listen very carefully to what God is saying to Yes, we're listening to the words of the songs. Yes, we're listening to the word of God being preached. But listen to the the words that come in and tell you what to do tomorrow. How to solve a situation that you're going through. God speaks on two levels. He speaks through His written words. And then very often He'll speak with a still small voice on the inside of us. And really, we need to be looking for that word in, inside our hearts. When I was a young boy, I would be looking for angels in the corner of my bedroom. I used to, used to be listening for words coming out of bushes. I would have thought God's voice would be out there somewhere really loud so I could hear it. The truth is that God speaks inside our hearts. It's just as clear and just as strong as anyone speaking to you outside. Many years ago, I was, in, I was in England and I was walking up and down uh, uh, just a lounge floor, just praying to God. 
послание и се молих, бях в хола и се молих, вървях нагоре надолу. And God told me, take your whole family, move to Bulgaria. That's why I'm here. Even Jesus himself says, I don't do anything unless I hear my father tell me to do it. So I'm just saying, you know, tonight is a time when we're listening for the voice of God. Offer up to God your problems. He cares about problems. Even, you know, problems with the little kids who go to school. For them, they're big problems. You know, when I used to go to school when I was about this age, people used to beat me up. And that wasn't fun, you know, go to school and you get beaten up by the big guys. And then teenagers have problems. And then we have middle-aged problems and older problems. God is always interested in what, what's going on in our lives. And he has an answer for us. But we've got to listen. And here is the great place to listen. Praise the Lord for some good singing there. just want to remind you that on 11, 11 o'clock on Sunday, uh, Jim from Canada is coming. With a man, uh, another pastor that paid for most of the work on this church. We're going to have an opening ceremony. And just thank, just thank God for this wonderful facility that we've got here. You have got really one of the nicest buildings in the entire area, guys. Most pastors having to fight jealousy and envy over this building. <laughs> so God is good to you. I'd like to talk a little bit more about hearing God. I'd like to go back to Psalm 81 that we found earlier on. And then at the end I want to give Danny and Christine an opportunity to talk. And then we read this right at the beginning. What page number was it? Page 8. You know, we got to believe the Bible. 
You know, when we, when we read the newspaper and it tells us something bad is going to happen, we believe it and we get scared. When the doctor tells us something terrible is going to happen, no, no, well, okay. When we watch the television and we see some bad news, we believe it, we believe it. But oftentimes we see something good in the Bible. And we go, yeah, yeah, Now we, we need to use our faith on the good stuff as well as the bad stuff. And my, it says here, if my people would but listen to me, if Israel would follow my ways, how quickly would I subdue their enemies and turn my hand from their foes? You know, I can hear the frustration in God's voice. You know, at home I have two dogs. And I have two daughters. But one of them is in England. And sometimes I think the dogs listen to me better than my, than my daughter does. <laughs> and I talk to my daughter and nothing's going in. And it's really frustrating. And I often get a bit angry. And my wife has to calm me down. But God is getting frustrated here because he wants to do verse 16 for people which is feed people with the finest of wheat and with honey with the rock he would satisfy them. You know, God always wanted to take his children out of a bad place and lead them into a good place. If you remember, with Moses, they were slaves in Egypt. They had to carry big baskets full of rocks all day long. And God didn't come down and go, this really pleases me to see everyone in slavery and in terrible trouble. No, God came down and said, I am making a deliverer and Moses and we're going to a land flowing with milk and honey. Isn't that the Old Testament? It is a story about God taking his people from a place that they got into that was bad to a place that was good. I started early on and saying life doesn't have to be so tough. 
You know, we, we can make theology up that says life is so tough and this is why it's tough and it's always going to be tough. That's not the Bible. God is always trying to get us out of the mud and the swamp and pull us up and put our feet on a rock and even if we've just got one little finger poking up above the mud God will pick that finger and he'll start pulling on that finger and the hand will come out and then an arm and then the head will pop up and eventually he's going to get his hands under your arms and lift you up and out. That's why we come to church. Not to cry about how bad it is. We can all cry buckets tonight on how bad it is. That is not the purpose of church. The purpose of church is to listen to God. And it says in verse 14, How quickly would I subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. God's enemies are sickness. How come Jesus went around? What did he do? He went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the enemy. Our enemies is poverty. We live in bad houses, we wear bad clothes, we eat bad fruit. Because of poverty. We all know that poverty makes people do the most terrible things. There is nothing good about poverty. It's all very well for the rich people to sit around and thinking how wonderful it might be to be poor. But, but you move them into one of these matters, you make them live for a couple of years, they will hate poverty with everything they've got. God doesn't hate poor people, God doesn't hate sick people. But he hates what causes these people to be sick, causes these people to be poor. Poverty is an enemy. The world is fighting poverty. All the governments of the world. All the doctors in the world are trying to cure sickness and disease. They don't want it to go around the world killing people. It's only, it's only stupid Christians 
християни, си позволяват да кажат, че болест или бедност са Божия воля. And so God is never God's will. God is trying to lead us out. But it says if my people would listen. And I want to just talk about how we hear God. Under the old covenant, uh, Danny and Christina here and there. They're, they're going to be doing the oral Bible school and they'll be teaching you about the two parts of the Bible. And it's split into two sections. Really after Jesus died on the cross and before Jesus died on the cross. And before Jesus died on the cross, if you wanted to hear God and get some direction, you had to go pick yourself out a nice animal like a cow or a goat or a sheep. Not a rubbish one, a really nice one. And you had to start walking. And you might have to walk as far as Plovdiv. Or even as far as Sofia. It could take you days. And when you got there, you would go up this huge, great big building called the temple. And you get, you get in a line. And finally, it was your turn. And the priest would check your offering. And he would then talk to you about God's will for you. That was the old covenant. But under the new covenant, it gets really exciting. Because Jesus has died on a cross, He has come to live in each of us. The Bible says that I am now the temple of the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came down and He went on and in people. So now under the new covenant, if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, you're not looking for a temple, a man-made temple, to find God. You're looking in here. God, everyone go like that. <laughs> not too hard, you might hope so. <laughs> That's where God lives. When we came in tonight, He came in with us. And when we leave afterwards, He go out with us. 
it says in him, in him, it says he lives in us. Where is his home? That's very different. The Orthodox believe that if they're going to find God, they're going to go and light a candle in front of an icon. We don't believe that. We believe that God is inside of us. So let's look at a verse in the book of Romans chapter 8. About how we hear God's voice. Rimlin, Rimlin, Osami Glavin, Rimlin, Romans. Osma, Glava. Uh, okay. It says in verse 16. In the book of Romans, Paul is telling us what has happened to us when we become Christians. And verse 16 says, The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Let's look at that again. Everyone look at that again. It says that it's very important. It says, it says, The Spirit, which will be the Holy Spirit, because it's got a capital S. Himself, he's a real person, testifies or speaks to us with our spirit, or you could say with our heart, that we are God's children. Now, I became a Christian when I was really little, like this girl here. Maybe I was seven years old. Kokogadini? She's nine. Nine. Okay, I was younger than her, alright? And I stood next to my brother. And we were little. We were down here. And we looked really cute. (laughs) And with my mother... We prayed a prayer to ask Jesus into our hearts. And if you never led your kids to Jesus, you should. Your kids need to know that they belong to Jesus. Now after I prayed that prayer, I knew that I knew that I knew 
that I belong to God and that when I died I was going to heaven to be with Jesus. I never laid awake at night thinking I wonder if I'm going to go to heaven or wonder if I'm not going to go to heaven. If you're not sure where you're going to go when you're going to when you die, you ain't a Christian. Now why have I just said that? Because if you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit that lives inside your spirit 24 hours a day 7 days a week 52 weeks a year it's going, you're a child of God. 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 It constantly reassures us that we belong to God, that we belong to God. Do, do people understand that? Who knows that they're a child of God here tonight? Okay. Now. Wait, did an angel come and give you a, 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 a certificate when you became a Christian? He never gave me one. <laughs> the reason we know that we're Christians is that I have a witness in my spirit that God is my dad and I'm a child of God and I'm going to go to heaven when I die. Okay, now, if God can tell us that we're Christians, God can tell us other stuff as well. And that's where you're going to hear him is in here. And I want you to look at verse 14, same chapter. It says, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Okay. It says, because those who are ruled by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And what it's saying is, it's saying, it's saying the sons of God, daughters of God, are ruled or controlled by the Spirit of God. Now, one of the easiest ways to think about this, I used to do a lot of children's work. Malena and I used to do lots of children's work. And what, one, one day we made a traffic light with like a red light and a green light and a yellow light. 
И а, за да им обясним на децата как да чуват Божия глас, направихме един светофар с червено, жълто и зелено. And what we did is we said this to the children. We, we tested them. We said, okay. И изпробвахме, изпитвахме. We said, disobey your mom and dad. Казвахме им неща и ги, и ги, и ги питахме каква светлина свети в тях. Например, а, не дей да се покоряваш на майка си и на баща си. And we said, what? What have you got? A red light or a green light? You know, a red light means stop and a green light means go. They know that, yeah, okay. So, uh, and most of the children put their hands up and say, I've got a red light, I've got a red light. And then we did another one. We said, steal some money, steal some sweeties from the shop. И след това друго нещо ги накарахме да, да чуят. Например, като открадни едни бомбони от магазина. Питаме каква светлина чувстваш вътре в тебе. И пак дигнаха ръка. Червена светлина. Което значи не го прави. Друго нещо след това ги спробвахме. Кажи на мама и на татко, че ги обичаш. And hands went up again. Green light. Now, what am I doing? We're, we're learning to listen to God's voice in our hearts. What we're saying is, if it's a feeling, if there's a bad, ugly feeling on the inside of us, don't do it. And if you've got a feeling of freedom and a feeling of joy, do it. You know, mums and dads, you get into business, you get into a job, and someone says, I've got a wonderful job, come and do this job and I'll pay you lots of money. And you, you don't know this person. Maybe you do know them a bit. But you, you're going to either have a good feeling or a bad feeling. If you have a bad feeling, don't do nothing. And if you have a good feeling, follow along with it. This is how we hear God. I once heard a story about a businessman. And over the years he made lots and lots of money. But every time someone came to him with a big business deal, He would never say yes quickly. He would never just say yes. That's a good deal. He would say, oh, let, let me pray about it. And then he would take it before God and pray. 
And he would only invest money if he got a green light. And he consequently became very wealthy. He never made a mistake. And do you know what? We can actually go through life making the right choices if we listen to God. So I hope you've learned something tonight. I wish I, when I was little, I was looking in the bushes for angels and listening to voices. God can use angels. God can use people to talk to you. But the number one way under this new covenant that we live in is God is going to speak here in our hearts. And many times it's not even a voice, it's just a feeling, a feeling of, yeah, I don't feel good about this or I feel good about this. Brother Sashko often talks about I didn't have the freedom or I had the freedom. Uh, what does that mean? No freedom, red light. Freedom, green light. It's not very complicated. But if you practice this, you will have a lot of success. And God will lead you out of problems and into a good good land. Amen.